Hi, and welcome to the Dream Permit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspiring moms and empowering moms to live up to their full potential without viewing motherhood as a hindrance. And I'm your host, Emma. I'm so glad you're here. This episode is sponsored by my signature coaching program, You Unveiled. Do you feel like you've lost your identity to motherhood? Do you have dreams you would like to achieve but you feel you can simply because you're now a mom? Would you like to make extra income utilizing skills and gifts you already possess? If you answered yes to any of the questions, I'd love to chat with you. Let's see if you're a good fit for the program. Book a free call at dreampermit.com slash chat. That is dreampermit.com forward slash chat. Let's get your identity back and make you some money. So last week, I kind of gave an introduction into why I started this podcast and why I think it's important for us as women, especially as moms, to reignite that dream we once had. And even if you have a new dream, to chase it with everything you have while maintaining a stable home and a loving marriage. And this brings me to today's topic, which is how do you get your husband's buy-in when it comes to chasing your dreams? And do you really need it? To help us tackle this important topic, I have a spectacular guest today. His name is Toyosi Erogbogbo. He's the founder of Your Married Journey. If you want to check that out, you can go to www.yourmarriedjourney.com. So welcome, Mr. Toyosi. I'm so honored to have you on our show today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here today. You're welcome. You're welcome. We have a very hot topic for you today. How do we get our husband's buy-in when it comes to chasing our dreams? And do we even need it? Is it necessary? Yeah, um, I, I think I think uh, the, the very first uh, topic, and I'm going to address this in two ways, right? Okay. Or a few ways, I should say. To answer your to a question, how, um, is, it, is it important to get your husband's buy-in? Absolutely, it's important to get your husband's buy-in, and you definitely need it, right? Um, now, now, that can go into different areas. So the Bible says in the book of Amos, um, a lot of things that I do, I look at it through the lens of Scripture. I look at how, how can I apply biblical principles on, in any area of my life, marriage, family, work, whatever you may have it. Yeah. So the Bible says in Amos 3.3, 3, it says, can two people work together except they agree? Um, and this concept of agreement is unique. Now, we must really understand agreement. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean to say, hey, for example, if you want to make a decision, your husband has to agree before you make every single decision? Not necessarily, but he needs to be in support of that agreement. It could be, okay, look, I don't think you should make that decision, but if you make it, I will support you, right? So there, there's, that, there's that aspect of agreement as well, whereby it's, I wouldn't necessarily do it that way, but if you decide to go that route, I would support you, right? So we need to get that in context. It's not necessarily saying, my husband said, no, I'm going to do it anyways. You, you, will, you will get to that point um, as you go on. Now, um, let's, let's take it 
a, a little bit further. I think there are two primary ways. I, I categorize them into do's and don'ts. So I'll start with the don'ts. If you're trying to get your husband to agree on anything, the first thing is um, taken from Proverbs 21. Um, and it says that better to live in a desert than to be with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Don't nag, don't nag him. Don't, don't nag him. Or oh, you need to do this. You need to support me. Or if he doesn't support me, why are you not supporting me? Why are you in my face? Like you, you, the first thing is, first of all, don't nag him. Nagging, he would shut down. Most men cannot communicate once their blood, uh, once their heart rate goes high, right? It's just, okay, I, I, don't, I don't care what you're saying. It's just, yeah, whatever. I don't want to talk about it, right? But women, you, you want to talk. You want to express yourself. So I know um, you feel that burden to do X, Y, Z, but you don't have to nag him, right? You, you need to give him time to think through it, walk through it. And again, sometimes you may have been nursing this idea for a while it may be since you've been a child it may be since you know for years you've had that idea in you and you just dump it on him give him time to react so so don't don't nag him he may he may he may he may not have seen it coming he may not i mean for you it's precious give him time to react to it so the first thing i'll say is do not nag your husband then the second thing is kind of like similar to um not nagging him do not force him do not force him the Bible also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse, six, verse 16, it says, How do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or husband, how do you know whether you will save your wife? There's something called free will. Give him time. Give him the ability to make a choice, not force him. Well, if you don't make this decision, that's it. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to have an attitude about it. We're not going to have, um, the, the house is just going to be literally World War Three in this house, chaos, yeah. right? Um, exactly, it's going to be chaos because if if you don't do this, then I'm not going to do that. Then now it's kind of like okay, I don't even have a choice. I don't I don't have the ability to be objective even in my own house, right? So don't nag him, don't force him. Then the next thing is do not push, which is still closer. Your husband wants to feel like look, I can make this choice objectively without you um judging me or retaliating if you will right do not it's kind of like if i so for example if you want to say hey look i want to write a book and your husband you want to write a book depending on the kind of man that you're married to you're thinking okay he's thinking okay how does that throw off my plan particularly if this is the first time you're telling me about this how does that throw off this plan? Is that does that fit into my plan right now? Um, yes, no. Then he wants to be able to talk through that. Okay, yes, I think it's a good idea. Now I'm assuming here, there's a lot of assumptions here. I'm assuming that your husband is reasonable. I'm assuming that you're both on the same page. I'm assuming that you guys work as a team. Um, I'm assuming that um that he's I mean he's he's the he's a uh he's a I don't I don't want to say good husband, but he's He's playing his role as the man of the house, yeah. right? So with, within that assumption, if you tell him, I want to write a book, right? And, or I've, I've been thinking about this idea. I think I, sh- I want to write a book. Now, give him time to react, to say, well, yes, I think that's a great idea. Rather than you starting out going for a book, why don't you spend the next year or six months just researching about the topic or let's talk through it and then 
I don't think you should do it this year. Maybe wait till next year. Do not, do not force him to say, hey, look, I want to write a book and you have to come with me. Otherwise, I'm going to nag you. I'm going to, uh, there's going to be repercussions. So you told me I can't, I can't write a book. Remember you wanted to go, uh, we already planned a vacation in the summer. I, I don't feel like going anymore. Why? Because you didn't let me write my book. <laughs> yes. Yes. We may, right. I know we can do that. Yes. Exactly. So you're like, okay, I, I won't say anything, right? You didn't let me write my book or you didn't let me do this. Now you're coming to tell me we should go on this trip because you, it makes you happy. I don't feel like it anymore. I'm sorry. Right. So your husband wants to know that, look, if I make this decision, she and I say yes or no, she has the capacity to accept it that I have a best interest at heart because I may be seeing things that she's not seeing. Um, and an example that I like to give when I talk about communication is this. Regardless of how much you see, you can only see 180 degrees. That's that's your, your 2020 vision covers 180 degrees. Your husband's 2020 vision covers 180 degrees. Together, you cover 360. So there's a holistic approach you both bring to the table if you're both in it together as a team, right? So you tell him, let's do this. And he says, ah, I don't think so. Um, I don't think we should do it right now. Understand that he has that decision. He can make a decision and not feel judged or punished for his action in any way, shape or form. Does that make sense? Yeah. I yeah. feel like you so, just dropped gold there. Can you like, I get it because you've explained it to me before, but some of our like listeners might not get it immediately. So can you like break that down, the whole um, 2020 180-degree vision? Exactly. Can you give right. like, so, a, a concrete or like easily understandable example? So let me, let me, let me, let me use this approach. If I am, if I am looking straight, I can't see what's behind me, Correct. right? I can't see what is at, at my back, right? My wife cannot see what's behind her as well if she's looking straight. But if I hug her and she hugs, if we embrace each other, then I can see behind her and she can see behind me. Guess what? We, we can see. The world. Exactly. We have a clearer vision. We can see things that are at my blind spot. And now let me, let me even go deeper. Blind spot in this instance could be, Things that I am accustomed to that I don't I don't necessarily um, I, I'm not sensitive to or have or I have a um, I'm, I, I don't just observe it I'm not observant to that. Um, for example, you tell your wife uh, let us do let us let us go on a trip let us go on a vacation. Yeah. And she says, okay, have you thought about um, where we're going to go? Yeah, I thought about it. Okay, have you thought about what the weather is going to be like? What um, now? You're you're asking because that'll help you pack whatever it is you need to pack in terms of your clothing and other stuff, right? Yes. But he may he may have not thought about that. He may just be like, well, let's go. It's, uh, it's hurricane season, or it's in the summer. Let's just go to Florida. And you're thinking, okay, yes, I get that, but there's a little bit more that you might not be seeing that impacts me and that can ultimately impact us. Um, so as a result of that, let's talk through whatever that is. Um, so that's kind of like what I mean. I think it's important for the husband and wife to know that, okay, whatever vision that I have, I need to get my husband's buy-in. So the question I was going to ask was, mm-hmm. so, you know, like, of course, this is this uh, podcast, this show is actually geared towards women. 
And mm-hmm. I'm going to be like the advocate for women here to say, yep. yes, I get where you're coming from, which means, mm-hmm. okay, yes, we have to, it makes total, total sense. You have to get your husband's buy-in into yep. your vision. But yep. some men, I believe men in general, I don't know if I can categorize men in general, but men are just like the go-getter. Sometimes they don't even need the, the like affirmation of their wives or I don't know if the right is the right word. They don't really yep. need that approval or to actually chase their dream they usually just go for it and they charge after it right so as a woman i'm feeling like uh, you're not even asking me like so why is my own such a big deal that i have to bring to the dining table and say hey do you agree do you know i agree you know yeah so so i I, and i think and i was gonna actually get there let's let's take a step let's take a step back and just backtrack and I think this whole vision thing really needs to go back to what's God's method for a family, for marriage, mm, okay. right? And, and it goes back to say, okay, um, a, a lot of times we use, we use the, submission, the submission scripture in terms of wives, submit to your husband, um, yeah. and then the Bible. But that scripture first says, submit to one another, Right? So there's a mutual submission, first of all, right, that we have. is the, the, the submission is more from respect. I respect my wife. I respect my husband. Then, then it goes on to say, wife, submit to your husband. Now, your husband is submitted to God. So it's not like husbands, you are the King Kong. You, there's nobody you're submitting to. No, you're submitting. You're submitted to God. Then your wife will submit to you. Now, okay. let's, take a, let's take a step back. The, 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 the man is the head of the family. That's the design of God, right? Just, as, just like Christ is the head yes. of the church, right? The husband is the head of the family. Now, not, not as the dictator, but it's just to provide guidance. And from this perspective, leadership, there has to be a hierarchy of things. Okay, you are, I'm going to hold you accountable. It's kind of, when Eve ate um, fruit in the Garden of Eden, God told Adam... <laughs> yeah. and. And God told Adam, and he expected Adam to communicate that this is what God said, and stand within that bounds, right? But when Eve ate the apple, what did what did Adam do? Instead of Adam taking responsibility, he said, "God, is the woman that you gave me, right?" So, yeah. in in the grand scheme of things, there is a um, flow. The man is the head; the woman submits to the man. Now, with that being established, there's also the word the word vision or submission is submission there's a there's a vision that i am submitting to there's a sub vision there is there's something that i that i'm submitting to in yours so let's take a step back the bible says in amos can two work together except they agree so the husband comes and says okay i'm getting a vision for this family and within that vision this is how my wife's vision fits into that family so the husband also needs to take time out to say hey look what is my wife's role in all of this, right? And it goes back to the very principle of marriage. The Bible says in Genesis, Bible says that for this reason, in Genesis chapter 2, for this reason shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. My question is, why did you get married to that person in the first place? What is the reason that you guys are getting married to? If you guys already said it, look, while you are courting, while you're in your courtship, mm-hmm. if you're both prayerfully thinking and praying about the future, some of these things will not come as a surprise. 
Yes. You, you will have an inclination of now, now, now it may for some people um, that, okay, we got married and we're not spiritual. Um, but now I'm, I'm, I'm going through that. There's grace for that. Go back to the word of God, stay in the word of God, ask God for wisdom on how to walk through those specifics. But I'm just giving you the model established yeah. that if we are doing things the proper way, while we are cutting, I'm asking, why is this person coming into my life? What role are you supposed to add, help me fulfill? My life as a man is supposed to get better because you married me. And your yes. life as a woman is supposed to get better because I married you. Mm. I am supposed to add value to you. I am supposed to add value to me. And that's why it's heaven. So our marriage should be heaven. The, the husband goes out. He comes back home to get recharged. The wife is nurturing the house, creating that heaven on earth for the family to flourish, right? Yes. So it, it, it's for me, when, when I look at it and you talk about um, this whole submission or why it's important to get your husband's buy-in. It's absolutely important because both of you need to be on the same page. That way you're working towards the same goal. Yes. If you're working left and your husband is working right, it's not going to be sustainable. And we see that principle in Genesis. So in Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel, God said, I, I think it was verse 9 or verse 10, he said, come, let us go down and go and confuse their language. Because he said, if as one people, they have begun to do this, then nothing would be impossible for them to do. Yes. So what does that mean? If the husband and wife are on the same page, they'll be absolutely, exactly. And, and that's why it's important for you to get your husband's buy-in. But um, so, I, I, I was going to ask you this question, right? Which I totally get it, the whole picture, you know, how everything is supposed to work because that's yep. how God created it to work. But I feel yep. like 90, at least 90% of people have yep. made a mistake one way or the other, right? That's why the divorce rate is very high, right? Because people made a mistake at the beginning mm -hmm. or because everything that causes divorce mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you knew in the beginning. It, it wasn't new. It didn't just pop up. You know, you always knew this person was like this, but you kind of like ignored right. it or things like that. So my question right. is this, right? Yes, this is the ideal way, but a lot of people are finding themselves in situations where it is not ideal in the sense that the man is not getting, you know, his vision from God and leading the family sometimes. Things are the other way around. Like, what do... And you've answered this question because you said you stay in the word. So I want, like, um, more details as to how to stay in the world is there any scripture is there anything to stand on or how do women approach this when they when they're in situations where you know it's not the ideal situation how do they approach this stand when they're trying to get their husbands buying right so and, and now so i think to answer that question fully um let me let me go into the things you can do to get your husband's buying okay um the, the, the first the first thing that I that I and not in any alphabetical and not in any this is not like in, in order of importance. Okay. Um, I just numbered them. So the first thing is I'll say pray about the situation. Okay. Um, we 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 underestimate prayer, but the reason I say prayer is this: the Bible says in First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter two, from verse nine, it says that. Um, eyes have not seen nor hears heard neither has they been placed into the hearts of men the things that god would do for those that love him mm. those that are called according to his will yes. then it goes on to say that no one knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man 
no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. However, God has not given us a spirit of this world, but a spirit that is from him, that we might know the things that have been freely given. Why am I using this scripture? You see, God created your husband. Your husband is trying to figure himself out. Man, <laughs> if there's, if there's, seriously, if there's something that we know how to do well, it is called we know how to pretend and hide under confidence. I can do it. Yes, it, it, nobody it, knows. That's given. I don't know. Yeah, yeah your, your husband will not tell you I don't know the answer, but he doesn't know the answer. He doesn't know the answer. And rather than nag him, or rather than be on his throne, why don't you pray that, look, God, because he too, he's learning, he's growing. I mean, personally, I'm not the guy I used to be five years ago. There are things that I know now that I, if I'd known five years ago, I wouldn't have made decisions that I made five years ago. Same as you. So yeah. we are learning every day. And that's why it's important for you to pray for your husband. I, w I cannot stress that, you know, pray for him. I'm not saying your husband should not pray for you. But I'm looking, I'm, we're talking more from the perspective of a woman now. Pray for your husband. It is important to pray. The second thing is be a Christian. And I'll read this scripture. First Peter chapter 3 from verse 1. It says, wives, in the same way, it says, submit yourself to your own husband. So that if any of them do not believe the word. Right? Yeah. It says, they may be, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives mm -hmm. when they see the purity and reverence of your lives your life is a testimony wow. that's the given wow. if see there is no way you can be a christian at home and certain things will not work out why because god has said it now if if i say something and i believe in something then i i would want to use my own power to get that thing done but this is God that has said it. If God has said it, that this is the way to win your husband, at least do it first and let and God enforce it. Because it's God, anyway. Exactly. 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 So, so there's that part. Be a Christian. Now, here's the thing. Is it easy doing this? It's not easy. Because yeah, I was just going to say Because that. <laughs> it's not easy. And I'm not going to, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to down, I mean, downplay that, that your flesh. And that's why I'll tell you, that's why I said pray first. I mean, you can, you can make it a habit that, okay, look, I'm trying to get my husband's buying, or we didn't start out right. I am, now we are married. I, I am reading my Bible more. I'm getting closer to God. My husband is not necessarily providing spiritual leadership. Um, um, he's a good guy, but I know he could grow better. You, whatever you know to do, wherever you are at, God will meet you there. Just if, 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 I just received where, it. wherever you're out, wherever you're at, God will meet you there. Yes. God is not going to is not going to judge you based on my faith or somebody else's faith. It's good. It's going to meet you based on where you are at, right? So be just be a Christian. Be a Christian at home. Don't nag him. If 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 I mean, just be a nice person. And and I think you and I talked about this um, a few weeks back. Where one of the things Lee Strobel he was he was in his book The Case for Christ. His whole premise was, look, I'm going to debunk this whole religion, this whole Christ, Jesus thing, and I'm going to prove to my wife that, look, God is not real. He's, he's not, it, it doesn't exist. Jesus, basically, that was the whole premise. But in that whole ordeal, as he was trying to debunk Christianity or, or, or what have you, he noticed that he actually got evidence on 
what on, on Jesus, the fact that, okay, he got all this evidence pointing that God is real. Jesus came, he died for our sins and all of that. So, but what turned him over was his wife's behavior during that whole process, right? So my point is this, be a Christian. That's the, that's the, sec, that's the second thing I'll say. And the third thing I'll say, um, I, talk, I talked about this a little earlier, communicate in his own language to him. Hmm. Communicate whatever How, his what language kind of, is. La- yes, I'm going to ask I'm gonna ask you, what do you mean by that? Do you right. mean Yoruba, Igbo, American mm-hmm. accent? No. What do you so, mean? So, we, her, respect. Respect. Right? Hmm. The average guy breeds on respect. The average guy. Now, obviously, there are exceptions to the rules. Yeah. Take a step back and try to see, okay, what is my husband? Let me give you an example. Okay. Um, if I were to buy a phone right now and I bring my phone home and I tell my wife, I bought you this phone. Oh, she'd be like, oh, yeah, I like it. You know, um, or you're like, look, I thought about you. This phone, I mean, is, is nice. It'll help you do all this. You tell her all those things. She's like, oh, wow, he thought about me when he bought the phone. Yeah, that's right? more important. So that's more important, right? Now, somebody else, you say, look, I bought you this phone. The first thing is, how much is the phone, first of all? <laughs> that's the first thing. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't care what that phone can do. How much is the phone? It's, oh, I got it on sale. It was really nice. The phone was $1,000, but I got it for $200. Now you're communicating to his, communicating to his language. Okay, look, I can be prudent with your resources. I know you want this, but I know you're a prudent, prudent man. I can be prudent with your resources, right? So my point is, take a step back and see what your husband's language is. Some people, they just like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? Mm, you, okay. and, and, and sometimes, so let me give you an example. Your husband has gone to work, he's back, he's had a long day. That is not the time to tell him, look, we must go on this project that I'm trying to get done. Like, I, I don't care about the project now. I've had a long day. Can I just get some sleep? Like, I'm yeah. exhausted, right? Right. And then you always know, just take a step back and know when to present things to him. Know what mood he's in. That's part of speaking his language. Understand, okay, now, for example, if your husband is the kind of guy that wants you to have planned all the details, because yeah. you know he's going to ask questions. Okay, now, you're telling me you want to write a book. How much is it going to cost? I don't know. Um, what's the project? What, what book are you going to write? I don't know. Um, how long is it going to take? I don't know. Um, how is that going to impact you taking care of the kids? I don't, I know. don't know. Does that mean? Does that, <laughs> you don't know this. Is, so what do you know? I want to write a book and I want you to support it. Good luck with that. That's, that's just the reality, right? So take a step back and say, hey, look, this is what I'm thinking of doing. I'm not sure about X, Y, Z, but um, this is what I think the impact is going to be to us financially. This is what I think the impact is going to be to us in terms of uh, how we operate as a family. Um, it might require me going to Starbucks um, on Tuesday nights when I put the kids to bed. I'm just going to understand. Starbucks, I'll be there for like two hours, write my project, and I get back home. So I'll just require you maybe on Tuesdays, you can take care of the kids. So I'll start out with Tuesday once a week, and then as I build, maybe my little, like, tell him those things so he can take a step back and, okay, she's thought about this, she really wants to invest in this, right? Now, the other thing is that nobody's going to invest in a a vision that you yourself don't have a skin in the game. Nobody's going to do that. Can you, right. can you elaborate on that? How do you mean skin in the game? 
So what for example, so for example, you're telling me that you want to run with this vision. Yes. You have you have no plan for it. Um, I so for example, let's say um, so I ask you how much is it going to cost? Two thousand dollars. How much of the two thousand dollars do you have? Uh, I don't I don't have any money. But you just bought some pairs of shoes that was three hundred bucks last week. <laughs> you can, you can't tell me to invest in that. Are you serious? Yeah. It's it's not it's not going to happen. You have resources. You are not putting your resources to the vision, and then now you want me as your husband to support that vision. Come on, it's not going to happen. It's not going. You and I need to see you committed to that vision as well. Even if you don't have the resources, take whatever you've done. Let me know that you've put some work, some energy, some effort into this. Hey, look, I want to write this book. This is the research I've done. I want to put a podcast together. This is what I think it'll take. I've gone online. I've done this research. This is where I think it will, it will host. I'm just trying to get this mic, and I'm actually, I actually don't need money right now. I just need your time. I just need your commitment. Can you watch the kids for me while I yeah. focus on this? That is, it tells me that, look, you want to do this. It's not, yeah, my husband is not supporting me, but what are you doing about it? What have you done by yourself? Right? And then yeah. the, la- the last thing that I'll say with, with, with all this is understand the timing. You see, timing is very important, and 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 I would stress this in two ways. The Bible says the sons of Issachar they understood the times and season, and they know what Israel ought to do. They knew what Israel ought to do. There's something about you having a an understanding of the season you are in and that time. You see, the difference between Joseph that was in prison yeah. or that was sold and the Joseph that became the prime minister is time. Yeah. It's time. David that was the king, and David that was in the in 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 the in, in, in the wilderness or in the bush, attending to sheep and killing bears and all that, it's only a matter of time. You see, God has put something on your inside. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. When you when you give birth to a baby, he has two legs. It's those same two legs that he uses to crawl that the same baby is going to use to run a 100 meters race. Yes, yes. But if you ask, if you ask a baby to run a 100 meters race now, he can't do it. No. So what, what changed? Time and capacity. While you're doing that, you're building capacity. Now, the other analogy that I like to give in, in questions like this is, if you, I, used, I grew up driving stick shift, um, your car, you're driving manual, right? Stick yes. shift. We, most of us here in the U.S. is automatic, but I grew up in Nigeria driving stick shift. And one of the things that you know is important is how you switch gears. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> it's important, exactly. It's important for you to gain momentum before you move gears, right? The more momentum you gain, the higher you, you, you increase your gears. But if you, are, if you are increasing speed and you don't switch gears, your clutch is going to burn out. You're going to start hearing that drag it, uh, you're going to strain your engine. That's the first one. Exactly. Also, if you increase your gears without the right momentum, your car is going to jerk because you don't have the right gear selected. It's not the right momentum. It's the wrong timing. It's the wrong shape. My point is this. You need to understand the timing of that vision. You need to understand how that vision fits in the overall timing of your family. That's the reality. And it takes you talking to your husband. Wow. See, I, I told you about my first book. I wrote my first book in Excel. That's the truth. I wrote it in Excel. What, what, what do I mean by that? 
when I was right, I was at work. I get off work. I'm like, okay, look, I'm, I'm still at work right now. I'm just going to do um, one hour a day. And I just write it in Excel. I, because I, it was just it was just easier for me to them. I mean, I, I deal with finance. Excel is, I, I like Excel. I write all these things in Excel. But I just started wanting to write a book. If anybody had told me, I'm going to write a book. I was like, man, Not I don't me. think I want to write a book. <laughs> Not me, exactly. But, but um, the, the reality is this. At that time, I didn't, I, I, if you had told me to write a book then, I would have told you I don't have the time because I was also in grad school. But I just said, you know what, I'm just going to do one, one thing here, one thing here. But by the time I had the time, by the time I was done with grad school, I was like, okay, look, I'm almost done with grad school. I have all these resources. I'm going to put it into a book, right? My point is this. You need to take a step back and say, okay, is precept upon precepts, precepts upon precepts, lines upon lines. That's the way God works. So how does this vision fit in? Do we do it now? Do we pray apart God's timing? Is, how does this fit in, my, in the overall plan of the family? So let's talk to your husband and say, okay, hey, look, this is what I'm thinking. And you guys come and say, okay, look, based on X, Y, Z, I don't think this is the perfect time for us. But with that being said, we can focus on A, B, C. Yes. Um, I'll focus on all this other aspect. So when we get to a different phase or... Uh, in, in the next two years, we should be, it should be, um, we'll be in a different spot. Then I think this will be the right time for that. I know we can execute with that. It's, it is important for you to understand the timing. Jesus even said it. Mary said, go and what, when, when they invited him to the, to the uh, wedding at Canaan. And my then time it's not my time yet. He understood that my hour has not come yet. There's something when that time comes, the grace of God will rest upon it. it says, God says that he has made everything perfect in his own time. Just because he gave you a vision. It's kind of like pregnancy. I don't care how much you want that baby. You have you're to like, wait for nine months. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. I don't care. How, I don't care how much you desire that baby. You're going to have to wait for, for, it to be, uh, for it to come to term. That's the reality. So understand the time. I think, I think if, if, if women focus on this what, five things, it'll help is the um the, the issue of yeah. okay exactly how do i get my husband's buying again I mean, be a christian be, be, be pray about it communicate in his own language um you too you need to be sold out to that vision i'm not going to follow somebody that does is not sure of what they want to do um and then the other thing is just understanding the time okay is this the right time if he says no okay it's not the right time okay i keep praying about it i keep getting it done okay is this the right time yes and then and then it, it, it all fits into a glove Are you exhausted from the constant struggle of trying to feed your family? Do you find yourself constantly serving pizza, noodles, or even ordering Chinese just because you simply didn't make adequate plans? The good news is, I've got you covered. I created something amazing for you. It's called Plan Your Family Meals Like a Pro. It takes you from, oh my gosh, I don't know what to feed my family, to I've got a whole week worth of healthy, delicious meals to serve. And if your kid is anything like mine, he'll say, I love my food, delicious, yummy, yummy. So if you'd like to order this program, go to dreampermit.com slash training. That is dreampermit.com slash training.
Awesome, awesome, yep. awesome. You've just been dropping lots and lots of gems and, you know, great, great stuff. So I just wanted to take this to another, um, another angle and kind of give okay. scenarios so you can kind okay. of address these issues like scenario by scenario. Okay. So I have, I think about four or five scenarios. The first scenario okay. is where I think I, I don't remember where I heard this story from, but basically the lady used to work in a bank, right? Uh-huh. Prior to them getting married. And then uh-huh. when they got married, they kind of had that agreement that, oh, okay, so now that we're married, I have make enough money for us. So therefore, uh-huh. you need to quit your job and be a housewife, right? So, uh-huh. you know, when you're in that lovey-dovey moment, you're sort of like, blind to everything you just make decisions without even critically thinking about them because you're so in love Uh you know and then three years down the line in this marriage she is unfulfilled why Uh because she never wanted to be like a full-time housewife and she's like okay can i even just maybe go back to the bank He's like, uh-huh. no. So can I start like a small shop in front of the house? Like, you know, just something to keep me going. Can I start like uh-huh. a small business or whatever? Uh-huh. And he's like, no, 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 no. But apparently deep inside, she understands that it's because um, he feels like she would have access to other men. So I feel like that might be a trust issue. Then the uh-huh. second one, which is, I think I'll just like, bunch them together so you can answer two maybe two together then the second one is kind of similar you know the same thing the man doesn't want her to work or he doesn't want her to chase her dream not necessarily work like he doesn't want her to chase her dream and follow her passion just out because he's scared that she might be successful and richer than him so basically both of them are insecurities from different things. One is insecurity from the fact that she has access to m- more men and you mm-hmm. know, she might start to flirt or they might flirt with her or I don't know his, you know, his logic, but it's really that um, access to men. While the other mm-hmm. one is, Oh, if this works out, you might be richer than, you know, I am and I mm-hmm. won't be able to deal with that. But they're mm-hmm. outrightly agreeing to this. But as a wife, you know, the real reason why your husband is saying no, because you know your yeah. husband. Right. So I, I think you, you kind of alluded to what the underlying issue is. And um, when you say, okay, the first lady that worked at a bank and the husband is kind of insecure that she would have access to other men. I, I, I want to probe that a little bit, a little bit further. So okay. has, uh, has, has she given him reasons not to trust her? Right. As she, as she, as, as there been situations whereby He's like, look, I don't trust my wife's judgment around other men. Now, I'm not trying to justify him saying my wife should not work because here's the reality. Yeah. A woman is, a, is an incubator. That's, she's a wombed man. She has a womb. She needs to be carrying a seed for the future. That's the reality. If you want, if you want your wife to live long, give her something to work with. Give her something to do. Just invest, put a seed in her. And watch her blossom, and let her grow it. Right, nurture it. Now, they in in both situations, they need to work with the man's insecurities. And some of the ways she could do that, she could make sure that okay, look, let's have a conversation. And what she's sensing, they might have a conversation about that, and make sure that 
he's able to earn her trust back. They're looking, look, I can trust my wife again. So if there are insecurity issues, maybe she wants to pry to say, okay, what was his childhood like? Uh-huh. Was his was was his mom was his mom a housewife and his father um, the one providing? So is that the idea of what it means to be a successful man? Did he grow up with that image of saying, hey, "Look, the man is the breadwinner of the house; the woman is just supposed to be there"? Right? Yeah. Is that the image you grew up with, and you're trying to challenge that image? Um, let's let they, they should have that conversation, right? So I think she should she should pry into. Um, his past, take a step back and say, okay, what kind of family did he grow up with? Um, where, 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 is this something that he said before? So you said in this case, he said it before they got married. Yeah, so it was so an agreement. Obviously, well, right now it was married. an agreement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not necessarily her. Who, regardless of who he gets married to, yes. he would have said those same things. So it stems from him and it stems from his past, right? Now, as prior relationship pointed him to that conclusion that say, hey, look, women are not to be trusted. And as a result of that, I can't trust my wife, right? So this trust issue, she's going to have to walk through it. And um, each, each, uh, now, the, while they are templates, um, each couple is unique. They need to sit down with a counselor, get professional help and say, okay, how do we walk through the steps? Um, like I said, has she given him any reason to say, hey, um, I, I don't trust, I don't trust you. And it could be, it, it could be in the little things. Um, what time did you pick up the kids? Four o'clock was actually six o'clock. He's thinking, okay, look, you said you picked up the kids at four, but it was actually six, right? Or, um, <laughs> yeah. it, it could be simple things like that. Um, you, um, it could be how much did you spend on grocery last month? $200 when you actually spent $400, right? Or about $200, right? So you need, to, she needs to be deliberate about making sure that she's that open to build that trust. And she also needs to take a step back and say, hey, look, um, 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 walking through his insecurity. Now, the reality is this. He has issues and he's going to have to deal with those issues. That's the reality, right? He, he's there, if he's not secured, right, yeah. is, your wife cannot make you secured. She can help you, but ultimately he's going to have to come to that decision through therapy, prayer, counseling, um, any one of those things to say, hey, look, uh, how do how do I make that decision that I'm able to trust my wife again? Is in both instances. I was telling somebody, I mean, we had this conversation. Will you marry somebody um, as a guy? If your wife is making more than you, how do you feel? I'm like, bless God. If my wife is making more than me, <laughs> bless God. Yeah. I mean, if because there's some practical things. If your wife is a surgeon and you are a, a high school teacher, not not nothing against those professions, but there's she no has way more earning. Exactly. Right, Only but, by the but, spirit of God. <laughs> no, no, right, no, right. But, 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 but putting things in perspective, it's not necessarily how much you make. There's a heart of submission. Your uh, wife could be making less than you and she is still not submitted to you. Your wife could be making way more than you and she's still submitted to you. Same thing as a husband. You need, th- that trust needs to be there. There needs to be mutual trust, regardless of who's making more, regardless of um, um, who, 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 who is earning more. Both of you need, you, I need to be able to trust my wife. Yeah. That's the reality, right? There's no point having other accounts whereby I, I don't want my wife to know how much I really make. That's, that, that doesn't make sense. Because if, if and, and let me tell you this, look, there's no way your prayers will be answered. Scriptural. 
if you do not, if you if you are if you are not if you are not respective, if you are not taking care of your wife, your prayers will not be answered. Is and it's not it's not it's not me. Scripture says that, right? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Uh, let me give me one quick second. Uh, but yeah, I think I know the scripture, need, but I can't remember right, it right now. Yeah, exactly. Right, so you just need to take a step back and about say the wife that, of your youth, and, yeah. Right. So you need, she needs, you need, she needs, he needs to trust his wife, and I and I was telling somebody, I said, look, the day you become unfaithful to your spouse, that's the day you stop being prosperous in your house. It's not a curse; it's just scripture. If I am not faithful to my spouse, then regard, it's hard for God to bless me. I'm telling you, it's hard for God to bless me. So you, you need to take a step back and say, hey, look, man, this is the wife of my youth. This, this is the one that God has given me. She's a blessing from God. It says uh, that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. This is favor. This is blessing. I need to treat her with respect and care. Otherwise, so your prayers... I, so if I hear you correctly, what you're saying is, even though it seems like you're successful right now in the eyes of the public and you're unfaithful, you have the potential to be even more successful than Absolutely. you currently have, are just based so, on what you're doing. Interesting. So first, first Peter talks about that. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. It says, Husband, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as a weaker partner, as heirs with you of your gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. That's just the reality. First Peter chapter three verse seven says that, right? So, for example, I'll send someone. Look, if you if if you are unfaithful with your wife, yeah, in 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 in, in any way, shape, or form, if you go into a business venture, if you're supposed to make a profit of one million, and you made a profit of fifty thousand, you would think you're prosperous, but you right? could have made more. You could have made more. There's that angle that you wouldn't know. Now, in some other cases, you just start to leak. Things don't just work. Things just seem off. There's no promotion at work. As, as a man, you just feel, okay, there's something off here, right? That instance is when you need to turn back and just say, God, forgive me, I've been unfaithful. What, whatever that is, there is no way you can continuously be unfaithful to your spouse and expect to prosper. It, it, I mean, it, it just doesn't work that way. You have to treat her with respect. You have to treat her that, okay, look, now I'm not saying it's whatever she says, but let's have a conversation. You, are, you have a skin. Look, it's your life as well, yes. right? It's not, it's not, and, and God gave you brains. God gave you capacity to do things, right? Esther is a woman that delivered a nation. Yes, Esther. Yes, Esther. She's a woman that delivered a vision, a, a nation. So imagine, imagine if all it was just look, it's whatever the king says. Just be a figurehead. In fact, you are just there to make babies, and that's your no, no. God has put that capacity in women, right? That gift to wire and produce. The um, I, I always tell people this. If you want to live, if you want to leave, have heaven on earth, yeah. find out find out whatever God has created your wife for and invest in it. Ha ha, you just spoke the you. truth. Find out what God has. Now, <laughs> I must say, I must say you should not do, you should, you should not 
you should not run with your own vision. But yeah. be deliberate about our own vision as well. Yeah. Whatever it is God has created us for. Be deliberate about it to say, hey, look, whatever it is, because God did not make you a liability. The goal is not to say, hey, look, um, I am the head of this house and is you just tagging along. He didn't create women to just tag along. He gave them brains to do X, Y, Z, to, yeah. to, to deliver nations, to do different things. He has given women that and capacity. So he can help you with your vision as a man. Exactly, exactly. Right, and if, and if, if you notice one thing, in scripture, and I'm yet to find out, I stand to be corrected about this, but there are only two instances scripture talks about help mate or help. I'll give you a helper. Yeah. The Holy Spirit and your wife. When I was creating, when I was creating a woman, he said what? I will create a helper, a help mate, somebody that can help you. Yes. When the Holy Spirit will come, he will be your help, your guide. He will guide into all truths, right? So the Holy Spirit and your wife in scripture, the adjective to qualify them, helper. So why don't you embrace that help? Whatever it is, she's there to make your life easier. If you can harness that energy, if yeah. you can harness that, that capacity, absolutely. I would, I, would, I would tell any guy to do that. Invest in your wife's, in your wife's vision, passion. It, it makes your life a lot easier. This brings me to the sec- the last, pretty much the last um, scenario. So I'm just going to put the two together like I did the first time. Yeah. So uh, you have your husband's uh, buying, right? But his mm-hmm. buying is sort of indifferent. It's like, you want to do that? Okay. But you're expecting some sort of excitement or some sort of, what are you doing? So how far? So what's happening? How, what did you do today? What did you do today? But he's just like, yes, okay. And he's giving you his yes, but he's not emotionally invested in your project. But he's just uh-huh. giving you the like tick box. You want a yes, tick, yes. So it might be because of his personality, because some people are like that, or it might be because he's not sold into it. I don't really get it, but I would like to hear your perspective as a man. And the second one is most women in general, right? We're multi-talented. And because we are multi-talented, <laughs> we tend to dip mm-hmm. our hands into a lot of things. So today we want to sew. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so it's not working. Next tomorrow we want to start a cooking business. Cooking business is not working. Next tomorrow we want to start what? We want to be a, or what? Start baking or start a website mm-hmm. company. But basically we just do a lot of, you know, like dipping our hands into a lot of things. And from my knowledge, that gets men crazy because, you know, Venus mm-hmm. and Mars and all of that, right? But mm-hmm. how do you get your husband's buying in this, t- in this situation in the sense that you've tried a lot of things and you're not following through or you failed or there's just one comma here and there and it's like, oh, you've come, you've come with another project again. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other option, which is, oh, I have my husband's support, but he's just indifferent. It's like, oh, okay, go ahead. But he's not like gingered, you know, he's not like, oh, what are we doing? Where, where, you know, where, where are we having events and things like that? He's just like, yes, you have my support, but that's all you get, a verbal yes, but not an emotional investment. So how would you like merge these two together and like how would you address these two issues? Um, so I, I think the, 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 um, the, when you take a step back, the, the, the question or the scenario of your husband is saying yes, yeah. but he's, he's, he's passive. 
there's an older book that I read uh, about um, um, passive men creating um, miserable wives. I think that was that was the that was the title. Um, so no, passive men, wild women. Um, it's an it's an older book. I read it. I think it was like five That's years a ago. Very but interesting it's a title. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. It's 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 a it's a really good book. And and the premise of this book is you have men that wake up in the morning and are go getters. I mean, at work they are CEOs or they are C level executives. They're commanding a staff of a hundred, two hundred. They're making all these deals. And they get back home. They're just watching TV, and they're just gone. The wife says, "What do you, uh, this is what I want to do?" She's, he's like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine with me." But he's a completely different person at work. Aggressive, decisive. Yes. Um, he brings that passion and energy to work. But at home, is 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 not the case. So, my my approach for the woman is this: first of all, um, when you look at the fact that y- your husband might not be excited about everything, right? I, I I I don't I don't want to put all the responsibility on him. I think there's there's there are things that he could do differently. But this podcast is get more focused. What can the yes. woman do in this situation? And I want to address it from a woman's perspective. So if he's not excited about it, that's fine, right? Um, but here's the reality: success success attracts. When you start getting results, you're going to get his buy-in. For a for, for 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 a confident man, a man that is confident and secure in himself. Now, some men I've seen whereby the woman starts getting successful, he gets intimidated and threatened, and like, look, you better shut that thing down because I don't want you going all over the place. Now you're going to be all over the news. Now you're going to be flying everywhere, giving conferences, and all. No, I I don't want that exposure for my wife. No, I still want to be in charge. There are men that are insecure, but I'm talking more from an assumption that okay, your husband is just passive doesn't necessarily mean he does not want you to do that project or yeah. follow that dream right so success attracts sometimes the only vote you need might be yourself initially right the bible says mm-hmm. if god can be for us who can be against us the, the the answer is you as long as you're not against yourself yes i know you need a team yes i know you need your husband's buy but the simple fact that his passivity is not working in your favor now and it can hinder you the united you need to protect that pregnancy you need to protect that vision what do i mean by that as long as you've gotten his buying and you're not going actual outside of the moral um, you're not disobeying, you're not going outside of the, um, you're not doing anything illegal, immoral, or anything like that. Okay, so look, this is what I want to do, and I want to run with that. Okay, keep running with it. He might not be excited the first day, the second day, the third day, but when you start getting results and traction, you will get his attention, right? So he might not be excited for you. I, 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 I mean, I wish I could tell you that, okay, do X, Y, Z, and you'll get you excited. No, but still bring him along, right? So tell him, oh, look, this is what I do this is what I did today and all that stuff. And he looked, oh, great. And he still watches TV. Oh, this is what I, I got distraction. But it's like, just keep informing him. Keep bringing him along. Don't get upset. Don't don't get angry. Just keep carrying on. It'll get to a point where it'll be like, okay, look, my wife is actually making progress on this. Okay. And then just keep bringing him along. Keep carrying him along. It, it may take longer because of his passivity. At some point, he will click and then he will buy in. And also, that buying in might not necessarily be like, oh, yes, my wife is a super person. It could just be, okay, look, I support you. I'll be there for you, but I'm not necessarily going to put on Facebook, woo, my wife just wrote a book today. Everybody, let's celebrate that. Some men are not like that. Some men yeah. are like that. 
but don't let that be what where you get your confidence from is it easy no just take a step back and look and look my confidence is built in the word of god i am complete in god but i need my husband's buy-in and i'm going to carry him along now the um the the flip side is now you start getting success and uh, you start getting traction and your and your husband feels threatened he's like okay look um i don't i don't want you to do this i don't want you to do that um, it goes back to the insecurities of a man. You, know, you need to work. He he needs to work through those insecurities because that can stifle a woman. And I mean, all sort of things can go on. And in some cases, it can lead to divorce because she doesn't feel like she's growing. And in cases like that, the default to just be focused the attention on the kids. And when the kids get get up to a point where they leave for college, and she's kind of like, "There's nothing in this for marriage for me. I'm out." I'm, I mean. I only stayed because of the kids. Now the kids are gone. I want, exactly. I want, I want to go and enjoy my life and find meaning for my life. All right. So your husband needs to get to a point whereby he's confident. And again, I think um, most men will not want to admit this, but um, it's hard for people or men to say, okay, let's go and see a therapist. I'm not a confident guy. I'm I'm an insecure guy. I don't want my wife to make money. But a lot of time, a lot of those insecurities stem from his past. Um, I, I, I usually tell people to do this. Just take some time. If if your if 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 the parents of your spouse of of your husband are still alive, spend time with them. It you, a lot of things will make sense. Just spend time <laughs> with them. I'm telling you. I'm tell I'm telling you. Just be deliberate and spend quality time with your in laws, right? Just yeah. ask questions. Know know what happens. I mean. Um, spend, ask questions about his, I mean, with his siblings, right? Your, 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 you know, just spend time with them. A lot of things will click. Then you can start to see why some of he's making some of these decisions. Most times is the marriage he grew up in and he's built a shield around him saying, hey, look, this happened in, supposed to be. Is it either, this is how it's supposed to be, or my, my parents did this. That is not going to happen in my marriage ah. or, or, or my parents did that, and that is how my marriage is going to be. I don't care what. You, and the problem with that is you both grew up with different parents. You grew up in a different marriage. He grew up in a different marriage. You have different images of what it needs to be a man, what it needs to be a woman, how your parents hang, handle anger, how they handle their finances, how they handle their in-laws. All of those things, you grew up with it. Now you are getting married. Obviously, you have different backgrounds, but you should let the Bible be what the guide will be. Say, okay, look, that's our filter. I don't care what you grew up with, right? As long as it's not in the word of God, we are not, we are not living it, right? That should be the filter that sets your decision as, 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 as couples, the word of God. That, that'll be how I know it. That'll be exactly how I know it. Just uh, the insecurity of a guy sometimes can rob the woman of a lot of things. But um, this may sound like, okay, yes, just pray about everything. No, but, see the bible says that train up a child so that um when he's older he will not depart from it right yeah. when you're training up a child you can teach them you can train them okay i'll show you this and when you say train training essentially is they watch their father do things just as what jesus said i only do what i see my father what he does whatever i'm doing is what i see god what, what god is doing i do what i see my father is doing right um Children grow up that way, but when they get, when they become adults, it's only advice that we can give. 
that's the sad reality. It's only advice, yeah. right? Because there's will. And look at it from God's perspective. God wants everybody to be saved, but he's not going to go against your free will. You still have, you, you, you as a guy, you still have that will. And a lot of times, situations, circumstances will break that will and force you to make decisions. Um, sometimes the prayer of your wife can quicken your heart and weaken you and, and help you see things different, differently. The way she acts towards you can also help in certain situations. But in, if in extreme cases or in, in, in difficult situations, I say get professional help. That's one thing I want to I want that I want to encourage more of our generation. Seek professional counsel. Yes, because it's it's kind of like if you if your tooth is aching, get a dentist. You take care of it. If if you if you have issues with the eyes, get an optician. He'll work on that. If you have issues with your marriage, take a step back, pray to the pray to God about it. But seek a counselor, a professional counselor. This is his role. This is this is his area of gifting, his calling, his anointed for it. He, he has the expertise. Um, I, I would I would I would suggest that as well because they can walk you through the details, the discipline um, that it requires um, for your husband or the spouse to see what they need to see and then get back on track. Awesome. Thank you so so much for today's um, episode. You have like given us. L- so many light bulb moments and um i just want to say thank you again thank you so much for having me it's always good to be on the show oh you're welcome is there any way our listeners can get in touch with you if they wanted do you have like a, a yeah so if yeah Instagram? so right so um you can follow me or you can reach out to me on your marriage journey either on uh, instagram on facebook or twitter and then you can also send me an email at your marriage journey at gmail, your marriage journey at gmail.com. Send me an email. Yeah, send me an email and I respond. And then also, if you go on my website, um, you have the, the information about me is there, um, contacts and things like that. Um, your marriage journey.com has all my information that you need. Did you like this episode? If you did, I would love you to do just two things. One, share it with a friend, another mom who you think will benefit from this episode. There's love in sharing. And two, I would love to get to know you better. Let's chat. Book a free call at dreampermit.com slash chat. Or you can send an email to emma at dreampermit.com. That is E-M-M-A at dreampermit.com. I'll be waiting for your calls and emails. And until next time, stay fabulously gorgeous. And remember, motherhood is not a hindrance, it's an advantage.